What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Weasel. Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Weasel. (laughs) And I'm going to sing a song for you. I got some bones on Blubber, too. <laughs> we'll have some fun now with Red and all the gang. Oh, it's just me, me and you together. <laughs> While we do our thing. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm going to have a good time. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, it's just uh, just you and I once again. Uh, no Charlie Bizzell. Um, So what's been up with you, man? Oh, dude! Uh, <laughs> uh, I um, I, I had uh, I had to get a refill on my uh, medication. Mm-hmm. I take uh, Lutegram uh for a, a, a glaucoma, and um, <clears throat> the uh, uh, you know they give me a month supply. So I went to to uh, a Walmart to refill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told me that I had to go. That my insurance wouldn't cover it uh, there anymore, and I had to go to CVS to get it. Hmm. So there's a CVS around the corner. I go around the corner, and I wait in line for about 20 minutes, and uh, I have to fill out a form. And I fill out the form, and uh, they say, "Well, we we won't know. We uh, we're busy right now, but you know we'll call and switch over by tomorrow morning." Mm-hmm. I come back the next evening. Not only has it not been called in, uh, they they called Wal Walgreens, and uh, they they said they didn't have the, the number to Walmart, and oh. they, they said which Walmart? I said the one around the corner, <laughs> the one on Van Nuys and in uh, 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 Nordoff, right? The one that's like right next to you, <laughs> right, right. 
Uh, well, we we don't know that. And, and finally, I just i i i took uh, i took uh, the the sheet that I filled out and I mm-hmm. just left. Oh, wow. uh, went to Walmart, uh, got their phone number, mm-hmm. and then went to there's there's like there's like 700 CVSs in the valley. So right. I just went to uh, another CVS, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, uh, oh okay. And the guy <laughs> punched a few uh, buttons, asked me a couple of questions. Uh, two minutes later, he said, uh, do you want to wait for your prescription or do you want us to text you? I went, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was prepared right. <laughs> to wait until I got Social Security <laughs> to pay for this. That's the trip when good service catches you off guard, huh? Yeah. yeah. You're like, whoa, wait. Hold on. Wait, what? Just it, fuck me up. Yeah. I can have it now? What? <laughs> how, how you do that? Can you teach the other pharmacies how to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it turned out I had a couple of snags with them. They, they, you know, they, they, uh, they took down my wrong number, and they, they, they had to get permission from the doctor because the insurance company wanted to get uh, three months, wanted to give me three months' worth of, of medication. Okay. But that wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the the phone number that that could happen to anybody, right? But the other thing, it was it wasn't their fault. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So it it worked out, uh, even though I had. <laughs> I mean, it was I was shocked. I mean, it was just it was like night and day, right? Like one right. CVS, it's like you know, oh, what's Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Only the largest uh, retailer in America. Right. Surely you've heard of it. I've never heard of it, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Possibly the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Man, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, chain stores, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Costco's, Costco is nationwide, right? I believe so. Yeah, okay. Well, for all of you guys out there who don't know, Costco is... Uh, one of those big, what they call a box store or a warehouse store, and my wife and I, we were, we 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 go shopping uh, for the family for the house every every two weeks on Friday, <clears throat> and uh, it just so happens that this Friday landed on the Friday before a big holiday. Mm-hmm. And stores like Costco, well, most of the stores, the grocery stores, whatever, are usually filled to capacity, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody's stocking up for the, the holiday barbecues and mm-hmm. the family get togethers and whatnot. So we had to, you know, suffer inside the store with, you know, the long, I mean, it, this was, it was more crowded than I'd ever seen it at Costco mm-hmm. that, you know, that we were there. Mm-hmm. So and then after that we went to get gas. We always get gas at Costco because it's it's cheaper than any place else. So um thanks a lot, Windows. <laughs> Fucking up my show. <laughs> Giving me notifications of shit I didn't ask for. Uh <laughs> so anyway, we 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 are in, in this long line for gas. The 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 line is so long is that it's it's out of the gas station part of it mm-hmm. and it goes out until it's um the line is crossing the driveway that people use to enter and exit mm. the the uh parking lot right right so there's a break there you know and then so anyway the point is that we we were, we were uh in in line for probably like 6 7 minutes closer to 10 probably and <clears throat> 
all of a sudden this car just swoops in and, and, and gets in front of the, the truck that's in front of us. Whoa. Right. And, you know, uh, my wife pissed off. She ain't having that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why is that car in front of us not saying anything? That's mm-hmm. kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And so. So anyway, my wife, I'm about to get out like, nah. And I grabbed her. I was like, let me let me go. Cause I'm I'm the I'm the diplomat in the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't look good for my family when Dino Red's the diplomat. The voice of reason is Dino Red, right? Hide your kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hide your girl. I get out and I, I look, uh, the truck has tinted windows in this night, so I couldn't really see who was in the truck. But I kind of made a motion to him like, "What? What's up? Why you let this lady or why you let this person? I didn't know who it was at mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. You know, just cut in front. Mm-hmm. And but I just kind of kept walking and I just kind of did the what's up like mm-hmm. what what's up. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to the lady. I was like, uh, I went up. It was a lady. Mm-hmm. And I was like, excuse me, we're we're all in line here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we're together. I'm like. <laughs> Well, what do you mean you're together? You're in separate cars. Yeah, I don't mean and, shit. And you weren't in line. <laughs> yeah. You know? So she's like, but but we're together. I'm like, yeah, but you can't do that. Mm-hmm. There's there's people here. There's a, She's like, she said something about like, um, uh, but I'm helping or I'm the one getting gas or something along those lines, right? So, so well, this person was waiting in line for her? Well, see, had that been the case, I would have been okay with that, mm-hmm. which would have meant that he would have... Given, my, right, and giving her his place, mm-hmm. and I would have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. He stayed in line as well. Mm-hmm. So they're both in line. Yeah. He allowed her to get in front, and mm-hmm. now they're both in line mm-hmm. in front of us. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the car. I told my wife what, what she said. She was not satisfied with that. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to tell the attendant, and you know, I'm, I'm going to tell on her, and this and that. And I was like, yeah, they, they probably won't do anything. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, still, though, I don't, you know. It's 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 the principle of the thing. She's like when you you know make make it as difficult you know put up a fuss. In other words, mm-hmm. she'll be less likely to do the, do, it do it again. again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But if she just gets away with a sky free, she's gonna run around cutting in front of people. Right. And I, she had a good point. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I agree. She wasn't wrong, and you know everybody else is waiting in line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she runs up to the attendant and tells him, and she you know. Uh, brings them to the car and points it out, the, you know. And so the lady's like, excuse me, excuse me. And so, you know, my my, my wife doesn't, uh, she's pretty hot-headed. hot-headed. <laughs> she doesn't need uh, much provocation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she says something like, excuse you, bitch, or, you know, something Whoa. like that. But, yeah, yeah, she called her a bitch. She, she actually used the word. Huh? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, she'll, she dropped. She dropped B bombs like yeah. <laughs> for, for, for yeah. those for those of you don't who don't know uh, uh, Mrs. Red, uh, she uh, I n- I've never heard her uh, use uh, the uh, the b word. Uh. Yeah, she doesn't. She does. She is. She's weird. She doesn't. Well, I, she kind of doesn't curse, but she kind of does. Oh, okay. She uses the the alphabets like mm-hmm. around the house, mm-hmm. and but she uses them a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, which mm-hmm. is kind of. I don't know. It, it, it kind of uh, it's kind of irritating. Yeah, it kind of doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, you might if you're gonna do that, you might as well just right. Because yeah. it's not like every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, she will use the the b word or mm-hmm. mf or something like that. Yeah. But when you're constantly using letters instead of the real words, at yeah. that point, you might as well almost say the word. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she doesn't. But you know, out in public, when mm-hmm. she gets pissed off, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. she drops the real words like oh, okay. pretty pretty quickly. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so she gets she comes back and gets in the car, and and uh, next thing we know, the the uh, the the two of them, the guy is out of his car, and the the woman is out of her car. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're both talking to the attendant. And well, actually, no. The attendant tells her, tells the lady um, that well, if you're not if you're here for him, mm-hmm. then pull over to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just and do whatever you have to do with him because mm-hmm. her the whole thing is I'm helping him. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, if you helping him, mm-hmm. then y'all couldn't coordinate y'all shit any better than this. Mm-hmm. That y'all couldn't be in the same car at the mm-hmm. same time. Right. Then pull to the side. There's mm-hmm. plenty of room over to the side. Mm-hmm. Why are you in line like you about to get gas too? Mm-hmm. Which she was about to get gas right, because right. she wouldn't. That's what have... she had told you. Well, she d- didn't tell me she was going to get gas. She okay. told me she was helping him. Oh, okay, okay. But you know, it's like. Why are you in line to get gas just to help somebody? Right. Like right. if you're not in line to get gas. Right. So anyway, I don't think I have no doubt if we hadn't said anything, she would have gotten gas. Right. So anyway, um, well, the guy was like, OK, well, uh, if you're not in line to get gas, then get out of line. Mm-hmm. Pull over to the side there mm-hmm. and then let him pull up and then you do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. And what I think was going on is it seemed like she was paying for the guy. Oh, OK. You know, and so uh, the. um Anyway, the guy pulls up, whatever, he gets out. And so he's going in on the attendant, right? Mm-hmm. So I roll down the window, and mm-hmm. I can hear what you know saying. And so uh, he's all like, yeah, she calls her a bitch, whatever, and da-da-da-da. And then he's like, and if I go and take it out on her husband and, and, and whatever, whatever, and I couldn't make out the rest of what he was saying, mm-hmm. but I heard that, like, very clearly, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, yeah, you ain't gonna come take it out on me because you wouldn't be over there yelling at him. Right, right. I'm like right here. Yeah, and I passed by him mm-hmm. uh, two times already. Mm-hmm. My wife passed by him mm-hmm. twice already, and he ain't and he ain't, he haven't said nothing. Yeah, right, exactly. But he's going in on the attendant, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, as long as you stay your ass over there, mm-hmm. you can yell at him about me all you want. Mm-hmm. But don't bring your ass to my car, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> talking, yeah. you know, trying to take it out on me mm-hmm. because. It ain't no way I'm going to get my ass whooped in front of my wife and my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you come over here looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put your ass down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so anyway, it uh, that was pretty much the end of it. Mm-hmm. We uh, the car in front of them drove off. So we passed them yet again. I got out the pump gas, whatever. Mm-hmm. He never said anything to me. Mm-hmm. And by this time, the three of them, uh, the, the two people in the attendant are all mm-hmm. laughing and talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I was like, OK. Thanks, wife, for almost getting me in a fight. <laughs> Thanks for almost getting that, that man's ass kicked for him. Because I sure wasn't about to get mine kicked. <laughs> oh, but, man. But this seemed like it was um, the weekend for the, the Red household to be getting the scraps. Because I wake up this morning and I'm putting the show together. And I hear all this commotion outside. And mm-hmm. I recognize my neighbor's voice, whatever. Mm-hmm. And. She's yelling at her dogs and stuff, and I thought it was coming from her house. Mm-hmm. I thought her, I thought her dogs were getting into it because she has a boy and a girl mm-hmm. pit bull mixes, mm-hmm. and I thought, <laughs> and I thought they were getting into it. Uh, but then the sound kind of traveled around, and she was like very hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't like hadn't heard her like that before. She was mm-hmm. getting really hysterical and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? And I thought I heard somebody s- say my dog's name. And mm-hmm. then I hear dogs and I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, did Casper jump? See, for you guys who don't know, I have uh, my dog Casper. He's a white German Shepherd. And uh, 
he likes to jump the fence. That's his pretty much the only thing about him that's bad. I've been trying to break him of it for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I have a chain. It's a long chain. It's like, you know, 30, 40 feet or whatever. But I still don't like the idea of him being chained up. Right. He can't access the whole yard. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, you know, he has access to shade and water and all that. But I just don't like the fact that he's he's chained up in his own yard. Mm -hmm. But I've had to do it for his own good. And for about three months now, he hasn't jumped the fence. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, maybe I finally got this hurdle, you know, conquered and he knows not to jump the fence. (laughs) Right. So for the last two or three weeks, I've had him off his chain Mm -hmm. And he's been perfectly content, you know, in the backyard and hadn't jumped the fence until today. Oh, boy. So I don't know the order of things because I still have yet to talk to them. You know, in the heat of everything that was going on, it was pretty chaotic. So I don't know the sequence of events. So I don't know if he jumped the fence first and he was out there when they went out there for their walk Mm -hmm. or if he jumped the fence after. I'm thinking just knowing him Mm -hmm. that most likely he was already out there. Mm And uh, they they went they went out for their morning walk, um, <clears throat> my neighbors and their two dogs, and they uh, their their dogs broke their leashes. Oh damn! Yeah, and so as the and see the it, Casper and the the girl are always like going at it each at each other through the fence, fence mm-hmm. fighting, mm-hmm. you know, and we're always breaking them up or whatever, and but it's not real bad, and mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out for the longest like are they being aggressive mm-hmm. or is it like you know my neighbor suggested it was some sort of sexual thing right because it was the male and the female but i'm like mm-hmm. well they're fixed mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know so that shouldn't be mm-hmm. you know the, the the motivating factor but she's right though it was always you know mm-hmm. the girl was always the one coming up to the fence mm-hmm. and casper was always going up to the fence mm-hmm. f- to meet the girl mm-hmm. the, the their boy mm-hmm you know, always pretty much stayed out of it. Mm -hmm. And they would be the ones, you know, kind of barking at each other and sniffing through the fence and Mm -hmm. doing things, whatever. And I was never quite sure what was was going on because it wasn't full-on aggression, aggression, Mm -hmm. like him with the dog, the the, the smaller dogs on the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, he hates those little little dogs. But... uh, Got something in common with you. (laughs) (laughs) But those little dogs, they're not stupid. They antagonize him Mm -hmm. when they're in the backyard. Mm -hmm. But whenever they're in the front yard at the Mm -hmm. same time as him, they never make a peep. They they don't make an aggressive sound. They don't bark. They don't walk towards him. They like they like to do it at the gas station, right? Oh, okay. Exactly. Right. <laughs> as long as there's a buffer, they're they're big and bad. So anyway, um, I I come out there and uh, and it's like pretty shocking to see your dog being in a fight with another dog and 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 you know and he's taking on two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I already knew it was uh, him and the girl going at it, mm-hmm. and then the 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 boy, their mm-hmm. boy, jumped in to help mm-hmm. you know his sister out. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I told them, to, I told the, the ladies to watch out. I was going to get the water hose. And so I started spraying them or whatever. And I got the one, the one dog, the boy who was at Casper's back. He was mm-hmm. attacking his rear. Mm-hmm. And uh, Casper was locked up with the girl, at, you know, at the face. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of shooed him away. And the, the, uh, the, the my one neighbor she got him and was holding him so he was out of it mm-hmm. so by this time and then my other neighbor she had she had her um she had her girl dog and luckily 
that uh, she had locked. But mm-hmm. luckily, she didn't have his throat. She mm-hmm. was aiming for his throat because mm-hmm. I didn't know that she didn't have his throat. It uh-huh. looked like she had his throat. Right. So I was really, really uh, concerned. Concerned. Yeah. yeah. And, but uh, she told, she's like, she doesn't have his throat. She doesn't have his throat. She's got his collar. Mm-hmm. So a good thing he had on his collar, his thick mm-hmm. collar. Mm-hmm. And she was locked onto that collar. Mm-hmm. And um, she would not let go. And she was, you know, I was spraying her with the water hose, whatever. She was locked on and she was not letting go. And her owner was pulling her and. I'm I'm pulling, you know, Casper's collar on the other side and she was not letting go. And I didn't really want to if she had his throat, mm-hmm. I would have hauled off and kicked her and just went off on mm-hmm. her and just was started. I would have beat her literally yeah, because yeah. she would have been killing him. Right. Right. You know, but since she just had his collar, mm-hmm. I was going easy on her and just spraying mm-hmm. her and just kind of like, you know, tapping her on the on her nose mm-hmm. with with my with the uh with the water hose hand mm-hmm. uh gun mm-hmm. you know and she wasn't letting go and like I said I did it a little harder and then her her uh, her owner started hitting her too and uh she finally uh let go after a couple of minutes it seemed mm-hmm. like a a lifetime mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> she had her and uh, I had Casper and um I looked at him I didn't I didn't see anything mm-hmm. I didn't like see any red I didn't see any like scars or mm-hmm. anything and he seemed to be a little little weird at first. I was mm-hmm. calling him. I was holding him by his collar, of mm-hmm. course, because I didn't want them to get back into it, mm-hmm. trying to get him in the house. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of he just kind of stood there. He wouldn't come with me when mm-hmm. I was calling him. I don't know if he was kind of in shock mm-hmm. or if he still wanted to fight or what, but he mm-hmm. was just kind of standing. He wasn't doing anything aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't facing other dogs, but he just mm-hmm. was just kind of like when I would pull on his collar, he would just kind of like resist, mm-hmm. and he wasn't coming, and I didn't want to drag him. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, what's, what's the matter, boy? You okay? Come on. Come on. You know, and then after a couple of, you know, after about a minute, he snapped out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I told him to go in the house. And he ran in the house. But, uh, and um, so uh, their dog had to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, there was, she didn't need stitches or anything. Mm-hmm. But she did, she was, uh, she did look like she was in a fight. Mm-hmm. She had lacerations and mm-hmm. stuff and scratches and Mm-hmm. whatever around her eye and her face and all that. So, um luckily um none of the dogs were seriously injured and none of the people, you know, got injured cuz dog fight can be real dangerous uh cuz mm-hmm. the they're your pets and they love you, mm-hmm. but when they're in that state, they're not they're, thinking they're an instinct. Right, right. They're not thinking fight at all them. and they're not they're not thinking this is my my owner or my master that I love trying to get they just yeah. are just, you know, just wild rabid animals and and uh, a lot of times people get bitten in those situations mm-hmm. just, you know, from the dog uh, being in that mode and yeah. uh, thinking that you're another aggressor. Yeah. I remember, I remember that was the final episode of Lassie um, that uh, Timmy fell down the well, well mm-hmm. and then another dog tried to help. And Lassie wasn't having it, so they got into a, <laughs> they got into a confrontation over who was going to help Timmy in the well. <laughs> And Timmy drowned. <laughs> and so, you know, they ended up putting Lassie to sleep. But, uh, you know, that was back in the 50s. So <laughs> people weren't as tolerant as dog bullshit now. <laughs> people weren't as tolerant with dogs, you know, doing right. that kind of shit back then. <laughs> yeah, man. So that was crazy. And I, I couldn't believe that he got out of that fight with two pit bulls and, like, didn't have a scratch. I went. I went. And I checked up on them again, like, to make sure I didn't miss anything, mm-hmm. you know, because after they, like, text me or whatever, like, all the stuff that was, you know, happened at the vet, 
And I was like, dang. I was like, let me go look at him again. And I went and looked at him again. And I looked at him real good. And then I even, like, kind of, uh, while I was petting him and stuff, I kind of, like, you know, um, just was petting him all over and rubbing him all over to see if he reacted to any sore, mm-hmm. any soreness or, you know, anything like that. I was like, well, maybe he got hurt and, you know, it, it wasn't a bite or something. Or maybe he's got a bruise or, you know, maybe he's, you know, wounded or something. Yeah. And just can't see it, and he didn't. He didn't act like anything, you know. I poked and prodded him or whatever, and you know he's acted. You know he acts like nothing ever happened. Did he say there's no need to fear? Underdog is here. No, he didn't say that. No, nah, he, he didn't say that. He, he's he's young. He doesn't, doesn't know that reference. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he doesn't know. Well, there was the, there was the movie a couple of years ago. Mm, he knows Peabody, but that's yeah, about he, it. He's, he's only like oh, four. He's, he's an intellectual dog. <laughs> that's his favorite. And, and, and Peabody's white. I think yeah. that has something to do with it too. Oh, that, 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 that's know. true. But yeah, and, yeah. yeah. crypto the super dog. He's white. Yeah, yeah. He likes crypto because yeah. a lot of people think he looks like crypto. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he, he likes he likes crypto. But uh, yeah, man. So that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, Whew. that was crazy. <laughs> Uh, who let the dogs out? <laughs> Does he get that reference? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Damn. Nope. He's only four. He's only four. Yeah, only but that's four. what? That, that's 28. And... Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's only four in our years. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was never too good with uh, uh, astrophysics and <laughs> the space-time continuum and shit like that. Oh, man. All right. So... Time for the topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. So yeah, Will Smith's got a new movie out called Concussion. Terrifies the NFL. Have you heard about it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you're a pretty big football fan. Well, at least way bigger than me. <laughs> so which doesn't take much. Yeah, yeah. So I figured you would be kind of up on this. Yeah. Um so what do you what are your thoughts so far? Well, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's no secret that uh, that I mean, it, it's it, it actually the the odd thing would be if uh, constant uh, constant physical uh, uh, <laughs> blows to the head right. didn't, didn't cause any damage. any damage to the brain. That that would be uh, uh, that would be the strange thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what the I don't I don't know why. Well, basically, for those of you out there who don't know, uh, some. Sony, uh, which produced the movie, uh, when when their when their when their uh, uh, emails got hacked, there was concern over uh, appeasing the NFL uh, with the movie Concussion, which was about the the man who discovered the the syndrome right. that left led to uh, so many suicides among uh, former NFL players and uh, the brain damage mm-hmm. that uh, was related to the constant blows to the head, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the NFL. I mean. <laughs> The NFL is king as far as uh, television goes and uh, right. as far as entertainment goes. And I guess, you know, even though Sony doesn't have any uh, business with the NFL now, they wanted to uh, uh, mute what the story was. So they, you know, in case they would have business with the NFL in the future, I imagine. Right. Um, Plus, uh, the, the NFL, like you said, they're they're basically the 800-pound the gorilla. Yeah. So you don't want to piss them off if you don't have to, if right. you work in the same industry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, that gorilla has uh, brain damage. Right. So. 
<laughs> well, according to the article, uh, Sony did acquiesce. Oh, to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they did uh, soften the mm-hmm. blow mm-hmm. of the film. However, the, the article also main, uh, suggests that they maintain the integrity. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably it's probably such a strong message, you know, or, or uh, such a troubling cause mm-hmm. that they were able to water it down and to still be real effective. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the NFL took the stance as the tobacco industry. Uh, again, uh, when when it became when it became well known that uh, cigarette smoking caused all sorts of health uh, problems, mm-hmm. uh, they went after uh, the scientists. They you know they went after um, uh, they went after the, the messengers. Uh, they tried to use all their power and influence to suppress the message. And I think that's what they show in this movie that the NFL tried to discredit uh, this this. Uh, this uh, uh, doctor who naively believed that uh, when the NFL found out that their sport caused uh, <laughs> their livelihood, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, caused their 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 uh, their, their players to, to be hurt, that that, you know, they would say, oh, God, we got to do something about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems uh, that he thought that uh, they would he knew it wouldn't be good news, but he didn't think they would react as strongly as they did. I think they were trying to ruin his career. Right. Yeah. His life. Yeah. You know, I have a clip for it. It's not the best audio clip, but um, it's, it's, it's OK. And uh, we'll, we'll continue on after this. When I was a boy, heaven was here. And America was here. You could be anything. You could do anything. I am the wrong person to have discovered this. If you don't speak for them, who will? I found a disease that no one has ever seen. Repetitive head trauma chokes the brain. The NFL does not want to talk to you. You turned on the lights and gave their biggest boogeyman a name. You're going to war with a corporation that owns a day of the week. No proof was presented today because there simply isn't any. They have to listen to us. This is bigger than they are. What do you think they're doing to you now? That's nothing. You have no idea how bad this could get. I have to keep going. They want you to say you made it all up. If they continue to deny my work, men continue to die. Sometimes in life, you're asked to leave it alone. But sometimes you can't. Who are you? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. And that's that's due out, what, December? I believe so. Yeah, December. So I'm looking forward to that. And I have to say, since all this, you know, has come, I mean, like you said, you know, we kind of knew, but after, you know, reading details about it and finding out just how dangerous it is and how 
you know, players like Brett Favre, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't let their kids play yeah. because uh, they see how dangerous it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you know, uh, sports like football and boxing, you know, they're, they're sports for uh, basically, you know, people who have a hunger to, you know, to you, you have to be hungry to play those sports. And there's a certain amount of you sacrifice years on your life to be an elite athlete. Uh, and most athletes, you know, whether it's it's you know with uh, uh, performance enhancing drugs or just the violence of their sport, are willing to sacrifice, you know, to give up years on the back end of their lives in order to to uh, to be an elite athlete, you know, now. And you know when the, when it happens later, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> you know, basically, you know, most most children of athletes don't have. I mean, there there are some. Um, but I, I, yeah, if I were, if I were, if I were a professional athlete, I, I wouldn't want my son to play. I don't think I'd stop him, but I, I wouldn't want it to, I wouldn't want him to. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would, uh, up until fairly recently, I didn't, you know, I didn't think I would, but, mm-hmm. but after, you know, all that I've read now, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't, Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, it'd be different if we were. You know, if we were like so bad off, you know what I mean. And that yeah. Was, yeah, it's actually it's a means of upward mobility, right? Um, you know, and so you have to sacrifice something to to get that. It's yeah. I, I compare it to uh, you know, uh, you know, back uh, during the uh, um, the Roman days, and people would join the military in hopes of you know, people poor people would join the military in hopes of having land. Hmm. Uh, at one point, there, so they would they were willing to sacrifice, willing to risk their lives so that they could have a better one right. uh, later on. And I, I feel the same way about, uh, especially football. That that's a people are willing to take that risk. Yeah, that's funny that you you thought uh, you used the Roman military mm-hmm. as an example because I was thinking of the gladiators. Yeah, well, yeah, which, yeah, which is, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a similar thing, mm-hmm. but also like the gladiators. I don't know. I mean, it's it's huge, but it was huge then too. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you ever think you think this we could be on the precipice of 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 the end of football? I mean, I could I could oh. I could kind of see it possibly, you know, uh not continuing on. Uh, all things come to an end. Um but I, you know, it, there's so much money involved in it right now. That's true. That's I true. I don't and you know, yeah, there yeah, there there will there will be people who there there will be few, fewer people might not be will, people with means would be probably less willing to let their children play football but I think as long as you have a, a poor you know, desperate people yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you look at boxers man I, you know boxers don't come from good homes for the most part uh, at least not the good ones yeah not the good ones you know uh, you know that you know, even uh you know they they uh you know they, they you know you do what you have to do and um yeah that's how it goes yeah but um well the thing about boxing though i i think boxing can continue to survive better with that model than football just because it's a singular it's just one person mm-hmm. so all you need is just one guy who is, is it, like we said desperate and poor enough mm-hmm. and hungry enough mm-hmm. to want to go through it and he can push his way through it but football is a team effort yeah and you know there's so many uh people who maybe you know even not wealthy but even like middle class and lower middle class who won't be letting their kids 
do that, yeah. I don't know how much the the sport can how yeah. it will how much, be able to how much they would lose to attrition. Right, right, yeah. and how you know, yeah, how can you know? And I can see schools being reluctant to allow kids to play. Well, yeah, and, especially but if it, they don't get insured. Right, but then football is one of those things that you can't just you know turn eighteen and then go play football. Yeah, that's true. You need you need that that the pop Warner years all the way up mm-hmm. to develop. Yeah. So it it poses a very complicated. Yeah. Uh, I I would be surprised if it if it uh, if it faded out in our lifetimes. Hmm. I, uh, it it may it may decrease in popularity, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't see it going away. Yeah, well, like you said, there is a lot of money in it. <laughs> well, and just think of the people that I mean these these guys, the guys that are playing now are like the the cream of the crop. How many people want their jobs and can't have it? I mean, there, there's there's plenty of replacements. Even you know, for you know, for all the people that drop out, there's still uh, plenty of people who are willing to take their place. Right. Yeah. And those guys are a little crazy, man. <laughs> so I, I told you, man, when I was in high school and I, I played, I played my one year of high school football with uh, with uh, with uh, Al Bundy uh, <laughs> and, and with the Polk High Dots. <laughs> uh, and I remember, man, being in the locker room and, and like sore, and I'd be like, man, I don't know how people can do this for like twenty years, right? And niggas looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> Man up, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly what my mother told me. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I told her, get out of the locker room, mom. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> in other news, guess who's about to be released from prison soon? Oh, oh, oh. Uh,. <laughs> Um, um, uh, I don't know. Tell me. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Uh, known in popular culture as the booty warrior. Booty warrior. Ah, (laughs) the booty warrior. He's going to be free. Free the booty warrior. Yeah, that's, uh, that ain't no laughing matter. For those of you who don't know who the Booty Warrior is, <laughs> did not catch this special uh, uh, years ago on uh, MSNBC. I got a little clip of the Booty of the Booty Man. You can uh, get get acquainted with him real quick. But when Lockup visited Kentucky State Penitentiary, we met Fleece Johnson, a longtime inmate who practices a very different kind of homosexuality. Well, we scary have sexual desire. Right? right? The so rape kind. A bunch of men locked up in one place. All of them get hard. All of them's horned. All of them got sexual desire. So what are they going to do? Won't let them have a woman. They're going to have each other. Somebody's going to have to give us some booty. And it's just as simple. <laughs> the most uh, memorable story that Fleece told us was about the place and importance that booty has in a maximum security penitentiary. And he went on about it and on about it. In this prison, booty. Booty was uh, more important than food. Booty, a man's butt. It was more important, I'm sorry. It was more booty, having some booty, 
Martin than drinking water. <laughs> I like booty. Johnson went on to tell our crew how he used to satisfy his sexual desires, especially during the 1970s and 80s when he was most active and prison security was more lax. When I see one, and he looks good to me, when I go see him, I say, you come here. I said, I'm telling you what, uh, I like you, and I want you. And uh, uh, we can do it the easy way out of the hallway. So the choice is yours, right? And it was always yes. Johnson also had a warning for the new generation of inmates. They might be asking for trouble from old timers. You know, they got this thing where they sag their pants past their butt. It's a style. They call it some sort of gangster style. You know, it's sexy to us, right? And see, but they weren't prepared for this, right? So you say your pants in her, man, somebody be up in your butt, you know? And it's just that simple. Johnson even let the lockup crew know that when he was in his prime, they wouldn't be safe from his advances either. If y'all had been in her back then in them days, and as much as I like booty, I probably felt one of y'all butts. And y'all would walk past me. And dares you to say something. I'm not no shame in my game. This is nothing that I'm ashamed to admit. I am what I am. I'm a warrior too. You I'm know, like so a sailor, man. Let that be no. I'm a warrior. Did somebody say right? We met Fleece Johnson, a longtime inmate who practices a very different kind of homosexuality. Uh -oh, Luke. Omar, Omar. Why did Luke? Anyway. Oh, shit, it's Omar. It's Omar. Omar. Omar coming. Ooh, man. So, so, okay, you're in prison. And you're approached by Booty Man and Toss Salad Man. <laughs> <laughs> the worst superheroes on the planet. Right? <laughs> I guess they're super villains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who <laughs> pick your poison? <laughs> I might, my one, I'm wondering why are both these niggas still alive. <laughs> That's my question. Because, yeah. uh, shoot, man. Apparently, you know, he just, he just open about being Booty Man. Right? Everybody else got secret identities. Mm -mm. <laughs> like, you might get mine, but I'm going to be dead when you get it. Because <laughs> you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> oh, you, remember that, you remember that scene in, uh, uh, I think, American Me, where uh, the, the young version of uh, Edward James almost gets raped. And as soon as the dude is finished... That uh, the the young Edward James almost turns around and beat that motherfucker to death. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So that's that's uh that's what I'm wondering why like that hasn't happened unless he only picks other guys who are into it. I don't know. But anyway, so let me get this straight. He just <laughs> he just walks up to people and he says, "Give me your booty," and that's it. See, you don't need pills, Bill. <laughs> I this has been a very revealing uh, episode of the Shiznit. <laughs> I did not know that. Bill, this this was not a how-to <laughs> lesson. Oh, well, see, I mean, I would never be in a correctional facility, you see. Oh, of course, I'm under house arrest right now. Right there. I'm just going to move on out of here. I'm just not, not down the road. 
But, uh, yeah, that man, yeah, the toss salad man <laughs> and the booty man or booty warrior, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> that is all the disincentive I need to keep my ass far, far, far away from jail. Should I be the booty warrior? Warrior. <laughs> okay. My ass would be worried. Hell yeah. For real though. Yeah, I'd be in the corner shaking, man. Mm-mm. Oh man, I just I can't imagine, dude. There's, there's no way. I am not built for prison. <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I couldn't, no, I could not deal with that. But anyway, this motherfucker about to be loose on the streets in a minute. Yeah, loose is the opposite. Hide your kids, hide your husbands. <laughs> the booty man is free. <laughs> booty man, booty man. That's what they're yelling. I told y'all this. Y'all thought I was playing, but I told y'all this. He's home today. The booty man coming home today. He coming home today. <laughs> It was once said by a man who couldn't quit. <laughs> Booty man, please, can I have another hit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm like, man, I, I felt like I was nine years old listening to that story. I couldn't stop giggling. Every time, every time I heard the word booty, I'm like, I'm like, I'm in elementary school again. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man! I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't interview the fart man. I, I would have <laughs> lost it. <laughs> so uh, Zelia Banks, um, she says she's been taking a lot of heat because mm-hmm. she kind of likes to say the word faggot. Mm-hmm. But she says when she says faggot, she means it in a feminist way. Yeah, well. So uh, I have a little clip of of uh, some of her. It was like a ten minute interview, and mm-hmm. most of it was about this. Um, I just took about a minute of it when when she first answered it. She went on and uh, elaborated elaborated on it more, but uh, this is pretty much the essence of, of essence, essence of faggot, <laughs> a of, new scent, as you know, as seen by Azalea Banks. <laughs> So for me, like the word faggot came to me from my mother and it was never a thing of like a guy being gay. You know what I mean? It was always just a man who hates women. Mm-hmm. That's what we call a faggot. You're a faggot. A man, like you could be gay or straight. You could be a straight faggot. Like mm-hmm. I know some, I know a lot of straight faggots. Like you're a fucking faggot. I feel like, yeah, faggot, faggots are like men who just want to bring women down and just like fuck with their head and like control them and stuff like that. Like faggots are like men who don't want you to be independent. You know? So at what point, I mean, I'm, I'm, you said your mother would use the word and, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming because of maybe the culture you're around when you're in New York, um, because like the ball scene and then how sometimes people like reappropriate the word and reclaim the word. Um, when you use it, are you reclaiming the word? I'm not reclaiming it. It's this, this is the definition of it that's been given to me. This is my definition of it. I'm not trying to take it from you and make it anything else. This is how I use the word. Mm hmm. You like, you know what I mean? And also, furthermore, I feel like it's not even that serious. I feel like we're all adults here, you know, and if you're going to insult another fucking adult, then you get insulted back. Realize I've never called any other gay man a faggot outside of the man who was racist and misogynist towards me. I called Barrett Silton a faggot because he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> you're a fucking faggot. And so, <laughs> but see, so, so the aftermath of that. I pretty much cut it off there because it went on for 10 minutes with him basically uh trying to solicit like some sort of a, a, a attitude of a, apology from her mm-hmm. or trying to get her to uh 
you know, uh, some kind of contrition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I have no fucks to give. Yeah. And, you know, I don't really know anything about Azalea Banks. I've mm-hmm. heard like her having beef with these different people. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know she was Latina until mm-hmm. this interview. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I, I knew she was black. I didn't mm-hmm. know she was a black Latina. Mm-hmm. And uh, but after hearing this 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 whole in this ten minute interview, I kind of like her. I don't know what else she's about. I don't really know mm-hmm. what's up with her music. Mm-hmm. But just as a person, you know, because she went on to say more. She went on to say about how <clears throat> how some gay males are more misogynist than straight males, mm-hmm. and they toss around bitch and other slanderous words mm-hmm. towards women mm-hmm. all the time. Right. But as soon as you drop an F bomb, then they get their panties in a bunch. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is that about? She's right. like, that's not right. That's mm-hmm. not so who are you mm-hmm. that you can just, you know, be bitch this and bitch that, mm-hmm. you know, left and right. Mm-hmm. But then you can't be called a faggot. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you give as good as you get. Right. Right. You know? So, um, I was like, you know, she's got some good points, yeah, yeah. you know, how, how does, uh, how does booty man feel about, uh, <laughs> about all this? <laughs> Is it, did they did they question him about Azalea Banks? Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but uh, and I so uh, you know I kind of see you know where she's coming from about you know how she means she, she only uses it towards mm-hmm. misogynist men. So in that sense, mm-hmm. she uses it in a feminist way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. It, it's funny. I'm not sure where the line is. It seems like some it's okay for certain people to appropriate a word and use it mm-hmm. for them like. You know, gay people mm-hmm. uh, hijacked gay mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, made it mean one thing mm-hmm. or whatever. But when it was uh, uh, a few years ago, it was pretty popular. I'd say it's getting close to mm-hmm. maybe, you know, somewhere between five and ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was it was uh, pretty popular. It just fallen out of vogue because they mm-hmm. did the campaigns and stuff. Mm-hmm. People would say something was gay, yeah. you know, and they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know, and they, they started this campaign or whatever, and so it kind of kind of killed it. Mm-hmm. But it's like my thing is, well, who gets to decide who can appropriate a word and use it for what they want, and who can't? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, I, I think one of the major problems is it, it, at this this point in our in American society, we're we, we're hung up on vocabulary. Yes, uh, <laughs> big time. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's a movement in. Uh, I think it was the University of Tennessee where they want to uh, in, uh, in in light of uh, not offending um, uh, p- transsexuals or, or transgender people, uh, taking away uh, uh, male and female pronouns and replacing them right. with uh, with uh, he she yeah yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> uh, stuff that starts with the letter Z uh, so, okay yeah and um, you know it, it's you know words evolve. Um, you know, you take the word dude, it meant something, uh, closer to, uh, sissy, you know, uh, a hundred, 200 years ago. Now it just means guy, you know? Well, now it doesn't even, it's, it's starting to lose that. Yeah. It doesn't even mean that anymore, yeah, but that, that's the thing. Words, right. words evolve in, in, yeah. in their meanings. And you know, it's when you start, when you start uh, saying, well, you can't say this and you can't say that suddenly you give words that whose meanings have changed, mm-hmm. uh, or were in the process of changing, um, you know, it, 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 you know, you give, you give, you keep, you give power to those words. Right. Um, there was an episode of South Park where they addressed the, the, the faggot word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
and uh, they, you know, basically the the boys were using faggot to describe these motorcycle gangsters, uh-huh. uh who were like, you know, making noise and disturbing the peace of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So they mean as like a like a a rowdy guy or a hooligan or a tough guy or yeah, something. Yeah, just mean asshole. Okay, you know, that was just another way of saying asshole. Okay. And uh, everybody was up in arms because uh, the boys were saying faggot, you know. Right, right. And, you know, their point was, oh, we don't mean it like that. We just mean it you know, similar to what Azalea Banks is saying. It's like someone right. who uh, who basically I don't like. You know, it's, yeah. it's the uh, the uh, pejorative uh, sense as far as a specific population of, of people was taken away. And it, it just went straight to it, it's just a pejorative against people that are jerks. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, and and just a little disclaimer, uh, uh, the weasel and I are not sitting here saying that uh, people should run around, you know, uh, calling people faggots or anything like that. Um, But we we prefer you use the word fag. (laughs) But what I am saying, though, and what I am proposing is that step outside of yourself. Don't don't go through this world looking at everything from only your point of view. You know, that's that's how you get caught in these these like these double standards and these inconsistencies where like, okay, well, we can appropriate gay and change it to mean what we want to mean, want it to mean. But you can't, you know, or Mm -hmm. we can we can say we can call women bitches and hoes Mm -hmm. and sluts, whatever else. But you can't call us faggots. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's you know, you, you have to go through life and consider other people and put yourself in, you know, uh. <clears throat> look at things from other people's perspectives and that way I think you'll you're less likely to be you know find yourself in those contradictions and hypocrisies and, inc- and uh, incongruities exactly so uh, that's that's what we're saying but we're not saying to run around and call gay people faggots yeah tell them my nigga <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, oh, this next story. Ooh. Yeah, I think you are better read on this. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to throw this one to you and let you uh, explain this one to the people. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> I think it was either uh, uh, February of this year, uh, a, a, a girl by the name of... Um, Michelle Carter, I believe. That sounds right. Michelle Carter uh, convinced her boyfriend, and I use air quotes when I say boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Connor Roy the uh, third to commit suicide. The, this was uh, the, these were people from uh, Massachusetts, and um, <clears throat> from from what I've read, the boy seemed like someone who had had problems with depression, mm-hmm. and he had. Uh, talked about suicide, right? But he didn't seem like someone who was uh, who was uh, ser- serious about suicide. He seemed like he seemed like someone who needed to cry, who was crying for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and for uh, he he meets this girl on a vacation some somehow, and they basically become uh, text uh, boyfriend girlfriend. Um, modern day pen pals. Yeah, modern day pen f- pals. But they referred to each other. Well, at least he referred to her as his girlfriend, and she, you know, accommodated. And uh, he talked about committing suicide, 
And uh, so, you know, finally she just said, you know, you know, you always say you're going to do it. Why don't you just do it? And uh, <laughs> and this uh, for about a week, um, she uh she he and she and he would go back and forth about how he was going to commit suicide and he was you know she would get on his case for procrastinating uh if he had a good if he had a good day he'd come in and he'd say uh, hey i had a good day she says when are you going to kill yourself uh you keep talking about it but you never do it you don't commit uh <laughs> i have the same problem with my wife <laughs> i feel it <laughs> you see you know and uh, you never follow through yeah, you know what? What? What is life worth living if you don't follow through with what you believe in? Mm-hmm. And uh, so eventually, uh, she she uh, he was he uh, she said hanging was a, a possibility. Uh, and uh, eventually, uh, uh, he put a generator in his car and started it up and uh, died from uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, at one point, he gets out of the car. And he tells a girl essentially that he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, get your ass back in that car and finish committing suicide. Uh, she didn't say it like that, but that's essentially what she said. Right. And so man up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so he did. Uh, he was found in his car. And uh, I guess she had texted another friend that, you know, she um, that she could have stopped it. Uh, yeah. That uh, she she uh, you know, hopes that he he had uh, deleted the messages because she could get arrested and his family would hate her. And uh, then, um, well, when when the police showed up, they found his phone and apparently he had not he had not erased the text messages. So uh, eventually, they went after her, and uh, they've charged her with involuntary manslaughter for encouraging her uh, boyfriend to commit suicide. And um, um, right now she's out on um, on bail. She's uh, she was 17 at the time of the uh, of the incident. Uh, she's now 18. Uh, they're trying her as a youth offender, which means that the the trial will take place in juvenile court. But they can, but they can uh, sentence her as an adult, uh, and I think she can get up to 20 years. Um, for uh, for involuntary manslaughter. Oh, also, uh, she um, she uh, um, after his uh, after his suicide, she uh, well became the uh, spokesman, her self appointed spokesman for mental health. Uh, she helped organize a softball uh, uh, tournament to raise uh, money for uh, suicide victims, and uh, which she kind of hijacked from one of his friends. Um, her, her friends, uh, the people that knew her at her school said that she's kind of an attention whore that, uh, she, she was well known for, um, for doing whatever she needed to, she was the girl who cried wolf, uh, in a lot of, a lot of cases. And, uh, one of the guys who was friends with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Roy, um, thought that she was, uh, had never heard of her until after his death. So... Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a crazy story. Um, first of all, I don't know if the the charge is right. It seems like it should be voluntary manslaughter. Yeah. Um, but even that being said, 
this girl is no doubt a horrible person and probably in need of psychiatric help herself. She definitely seems like a sociopath at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't think she's committed a crime. I think she's got a very, very good case of, uh, a very, very good, uh, chance mm -hmm. of getting away with this, mm -hmm. uh, unless a, a jury just, you know, kind of gets emotional and decides to throw away the law and punish her mm -hmm. because they dislike her so much. I yeah. could maybe see that happening. Mm -hmm. But I really can't see where she's done anything illegal, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. As despicable as, as she is and what she's done mm -hmm. is uh, it, it's just not illegal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think they said in, in 40 states uh, that assisted suicide is against the law. But Massachusetts ain't one of them states. So, yeah. uh, And I believe assisted suicide is defined by like doing having some sort of actions yeah. that you know you you uh, help, uh give the person some sort of shot mm -hmm. or you know medication mm -hmm. that's going to uh, cause them to OD mm -hmm. or you know doing like something like that like mm -hmm. she didn't she didn't she was careful not to you know she didn't provide him uh she just nagged him to death. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. She, yeah, she literally nagged him about killing himself to death. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where he was like, God damn it, if this, I got to hear this bitch one more time. He's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah. So, and there's another way to look at this, too. I mean, because, uh, you know, he was all like, I love you. I don't know what I would. I don't know how I would live without you convincing me to kill myself, you know, and she'd be like, oh, you're welcome. I love you, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, some she might be the ultimate ride or die chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, literally, she could be that like like she's in this corner no matter what. Like he wanted to kill himself and she in his corner. Well, you know, to the end behind every dead man is a good woman. Did you mention the part about how after he she uh, after he finally killed himself she uh, acted like she didn't know where he was? Oh yeah, yeah, she, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, she uh, she texted like some of his uh, sibling, like his sister, asking you know where your brother is, mm -hmm. and then when uh, after the police uh, um, discovered the body, she went on social media mm -hmm. uh, talking about how much she missed him and mm -hmm. you know hope he, hope hope you're in heaven, looking down and, mm -hmm. and enjoying the sights and crazy stuff like that. Yeah. It kind of it's in a weird way. Do you remember that movie Heather's? Uh vaguely. That's yeah. with the uh, 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 Christian with, Slater and Winona Ryder. Right, right. Um, yeah, he would uh, uh, basically Christian Slater would kill people, kill mm -hmm. girls, or, or kill uh, high school students. Right, and they would get off on on the fact that of uh, once the person was killed, mm -hmm. uh, they would they would uh, get off on all the attention that uh this person would get after they were dead uh yeah it's funny um a lot of these these people these sociopaths and psychopaths mm -hmm. there is a um a lot of times there's a sexual component to their mm -hmm. crimes yeah and the reason why i mentioned that is because of well, what you were just saying and then also when i was reading the the texts that uh they were sending back and forth to each other i don't know i just got this weird feeling that she was getting off like, mm -hmm. you know, she was like getting off on it, mm -hmm. you know, the, the whole thing, like well, pushing him to, 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 to do this. And well, psychopaths do get, get off on the power. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. that, uh, they, they exert. Right. And, um, 
And she was definitely she definitely had power over this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and women naturally are attracted to power. So you know that's. Uh, and man, if you saw this girl, dude, you would not. She looks like some little innocent girl next door, <laughs> like, like just this little innocent white girl. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was the other thing they were talking about: the difference between uh, male sociopaths and female sociopaths. And uh, male sociopaths, ba- basically, well, they're 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 out there. I mean, you could, I mean, they're the serial killers. They're the guys mm-hmm. who are are uh, <clears throat> are uh, uh, you know uh, physically doing stuff. Whereas female sociopaths are kind of like her. They're manipulative. They you know they get they get people to do what they want them to do, and they they don't have any feelings towards those people one way or the other. Right. But uh, they don't do anything that would basically basically run afoul of the law um uh, or at least not to the extent that male sociopaths do yeah i, I have a um uh, or had a a boss a female boss that i believe to be a sociopath because mm-hmm. uh she yeah that's all i'll say about that <laughs> <laughs> i don't want her to poison my career <laughs> that's all i'll say about that one <laughs> Next story, next. <laughs> but yeah, Michelle Carter, may you burn in hell. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> okay, so to not to end this show on such a sour, sour note, we're going to uh, lighten it up a little bit. And there has been, okay, let me start off like by this. I will play this for you. And... Listen carefully and tell me what you think is the the lyrics are. Okay. Get this funkalation, funkamation <laughs> <laughs> demonstration. Uh, those first few words were uh, yeah, kind of nonsense. I'm gonna play it again. Yeah. I'm gonna play it again. Let you. It, it's that's the the first couple of lines is the ones I'm gonna stop it right after okay. so that you're not listening to it more than you need to. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Start this funkomation, funkomotion <laughs> demonstration. <laughs> 
Let's get this. Okay. <laughs> Let me stop you. <laughs> Let me stop you. This that that has this specifically the the first line in the uh or the end of the first or the last word of the first line has been a source of debate for a while in the R and B community. It's uh what what we have come to believe the words are over all this time is let's get it crunk. We're going to have fun up in this dancery. Wow. We got you open. Now you're floating. So you got to dance for me. Don't need no hateration, hollerating in this dancery. Okay, let's get it percolating while you're waiting. So just dance for me. That's the first verse. Or actually the chorus. I'm sorry, not the first Mm. verse, but that's the chorus. So recently... Uh, there began a resurgence of this debate because a person uh, at a website called, uh, I think, Tea and Breakfast, I believe it's called. Yeah, I believe it's called Tea and Breakfast. They wrote an article about how they believe that they have solved the, the, the mystery of the ages mm-hmm. with with the lyrics for this and that she's not actually saying dancery. Mm-hmm. She's actually saying dance soiree okay and you know twitter was all a buzz mm-hmm. with this and mm-hmm. black twitter and mm-hmm. everybody what all this time she's been mm-hmm. saying dance soiree mm-hmm. da, 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 whatever it's not da- mm-hmm. bullshit <laughs> i'm calling mm-hmm. bullshit nice try you know i'm not mad at you mm-hmm. tea and breakfast i'm not hating on you you know you came up with this theory and you got a lot of juice you know a lot of tension a lot of buzz from it and you know that's fine i don't i don't probably you you might really believe it or whatever but i just i'm not buying it i don't believe it for a second mm-hmm. um first of all we see in this same uh chorus that she's not above making up words because <laughs> there's plenty of made up words in yeah. in this one little uh Hater- chorus here hateration holleration right exactly and then dancery my 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 biggest my biggest uh proof if you will uh, that that for why I'm calling bullshit is okay. Well, first of all, a dance soiree is redundant because soiree is a party. Hmm. You dance at a party, you know. It's like saying dance party. I mean, I guess you could say dance yeah, party. Yeah. Oh, every man used to have a dance party. <laughs> but my biggest thing is, if you, I mean, there are times when you cheat. And you use a, use words that don't rhyme perfectly, mm-hmm. but when you do that, then you tailor the pronunciation so that it matches. So if she was saying Dan Soiree, Soiree, mm-hmm. she would have to pronounce me as May. Mm-hmm. Dance for May mm-hmm. instead of me. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly pronouncing me, not May. Or, she, or she's mispronouncing Surrey. A dancery, yeah. Well, that could be, but that's okay. Dancery, dance for me. But dancer, dancery makes better sense. But. Yeah, I mean, she's making up words, mm-hmm. so why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't that be the word that she's making up? Because yeah. that's what it sounds like she's saying. Yeah. So, anyway, all I know is I'm just looking out of the window, watching the asphalt grow, <laughs> thinking how it all looks hand me down. 
I just saw know, a picture of uh, the whole crew. They, I don't know, they made an appearance somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted on Facebook. They mm-hmm. were with uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, all of the, all of the, well, not all, because. Mm-hmm. Um, Walona, the, the the lady that played Walona Jean- wasn't Jean-Aid there. Dubois. Yeah, she wasn't there. But mm-hmm. Thelma, Bookman, mm-hmm. uh, JJ, Michael, mm-hmm. and uh, John Amos, uh, oh, James, okay. they were they were all there. Yeah. And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. the youngest one looked the worst. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Michael looked the worst. Everybody yeah. else looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Michael looked bad. Yeah. So. Well, I, well, I guess JJ filled out. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, for Thelma, well, she's in her sixties, right? She looked good still. Yeah, that's looks what I'm good. saying. I mean, whoo! Yeah. yeah, she looks <laughs> she, good. She's a beautiful woman, man. Yeah. She's she's taking care of herself. Black don't crack. Yeah, well, you know, didn't for her anyway. It, <laughs> it, it may shatter though. <laughs> man, but uh, yeah, I remember they did a, a something on. I think I don't. It was some B. I think it was a BET Awards a few years ago. Where they had, uh, where they had the uh, the three, uh, they had uh, JJ Thelma and, and Michael, and then uh, and then Janet joined in mm-hmm. a little later. Yeah, I don't know what was going on or where they were that uh, when you Raquel Robinson was uh, with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, and for you guys, we should have Buckwheat sing that. For you guys who don't know, that's Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. and the song is "Family Affair." That's uh, that's what that was. <laughs> oh man, that'd be, that'd be cool to have Buckwheat sing that. <laughs> They get this body, body, do this, bad and funny, bad and read. It sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds the same. Uh, all right. It did, did, body, dot it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the show for the day. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, uh, don't forget to uh, please share the show. Uh, share with somebody you like, someone you love. Pass it on. Uh, share us on your so- social media. Facebook and Twitter and everything else. And uh, we will see you guys next week. So for uh, Charlie Bell, Damon the Weasel Stanford, I'm Dino Red. I'll let you boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.